Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. That the palms of our hands are tingling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As we enter your word, we humble ourselves afresh. This same tangible anointing, anoint me afresh. So I will speak as I should, as an oracle of God. And I all pray, I also pray, you put the same unction and anointing upon the ears and the hearts of everybody that will hear me those who are physically present as well as those who are hearing me remotely or will hear me remotely electronically so your word will flow freely from you through me to your people to do an internal and eternal work in every heart including my own in particular cause our wills to become more humble our minds to be more enlightened with revelation knowledge our emotions will become more controlled and tempered by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I further pray as I speak the power of the Holy Spirit be released in great as well as in sufficient measure to back and follow these words wherever they are heard and released in all the earth. Power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes and free men so that they will become doers of these things which they hear and not hearers only. I also pray for mercy to be faithful, to deliver the word with precision. Yes, to redeem the time and say only what you want me to say. Bringing out of the treasure of this word, things new and old, as a scribe instructed unto the kingdom. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. And all those in agreement with me receiving every blessing I mentioned in that time of prayer in their individual lives, all individually agreed and said, this afternoon, I'm going to continue my uh, teaching on the works of faith with power. Last week, we saw from 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 11, Paul was praying. Uh, it was one of these apostolic prayers, the very important prayers we need to pray for ourselves on a daily basis that God would vouchsafe, count them worthy. It's not automatic of the high calling and fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith with power. And I zeroed in on that expression, the work of faith with power, because in the book of James, the Bible says, faith without works is dead. They are, they are works of faith. It's not works of the flesh. They are works of faith, and they are done with the power of God. The power of God is a derivative from the life of God. The Greek word for life is the word zoe. The Greek word for power is the word dunamis, that's where we get the English word dynamite and power from, you know, dynamite, power. So what actually happens, we're going to see this before I close, you know, is that the life of God comes into your inner core, the inner core of your spirit. What about your innermost being? Then it's pumped just like your physical heart pumps blood. It's pumped from there into the outer core and the rest of the inner man where it is converted and 
distributed and stored as power. It is that power that you should use to do the work of faith. The works of faith are, number one, confession. You have to speak God's word. You know, the, the Lord Jesus taught us through Kenneth Hagin, who made it very popular in our generation, Mark 11, 23, 24. Whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not, 11, 23, stay on 23 for now. You know, be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. I remember Ken Hagen teaching us on this, and he said, can you see that? He says, say three times, I'm believing only once. It's very significant. Very, very significant. The more you say, because you see, when you say, you are releasing power. That power will enlighten your understanding and cause you to see the invisible more than you will believe more. If you don't say, if you don't keep saying and thinking on God's word, you will not believe. To believe is to see the invisible. We looked at that last week. The reason why many Christians don't believe is because there is, no, there is not sufficient light in their mind. We looked at this in Ephesians chapter 4. It says, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. The Bible speaks about, you know, in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light is in the life. The light is actually a part of, is actually power. It's just power of light. You know, somebody was saying to me recently, and not too recently, one of my classmates who is now a professor, used to be head of the department of physics, you know, he's a professor. So I gave a talk about a year ago or so. So he said, Olubi, how is it that, you know, being a pastor, you still study physics and you still have interest in physics? I said, well, the truth about the matter is that, you know, uh, physics is a study of physical energy. And you've got physical energy in different levels. You've got mechanical energy. You've got sound. You've got light. You've got electricity. You've got magnetism. You've got nuclear, you know, energy. They're all, they're all energy, but different kinds of energy, you know. Money spiritually is the same. You know, it's exactly the same thing, you know. The Bible is the study of not just energy, you know, in abstract, but the study of God who is a person, who is a spirit, and then his different forms of power. He has healing power. He has power for deliverance. There's power for prosperity, power to get wealth. There's power for wisdom, you know. It's all power. Just like it is in the physical. I said, that's my fascination with physics. Because physics is actually the, the, uh, the study of energy at the physical level. Whereas Christianity is actually the study of God, firstly as a person. And then secondly, of his spiritual power, of, the, of, of, of spiritual energy. And when you understand that, you know, a lot of things become very, very clear to you. So to believe, the more light you have in your mind, the more you believe. The less light, the less you believe. That's why the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God and the entrance of his word gives light. So that's why you don't hear it just once. You keep saying it, light keeps coming into your mind and you begin to see it. You begin to see in the spirit, you know, in your, in your, in your mind. The Bible tells us how to do this. He said, seeing him that is invisible. Now, I want to, I want to, I didn't say this last time, but I want to put a caution here. 
you know, we're not talking about trying to get a vision. No, 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 about having a vision of, you know, because you see, like I said during the Bible study, those are by the gifts of the Spirit. There's a gift of the Spirit which is called discernings of spirits. It's both in plural. We learned that from Derek Prince. And uh, so, discerning of spirits is the ability to see or hear in the realm of the Spirit, where you actually see a three dimensional uh, 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 vision you know, like a television, but it's in three dimensions of Jesus or an angel or, or some other spirit in the realm of spirit. It's possible that that does happen. That's not what I'm talking about. Because the Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. I'm not talking about seeing visions. You can see visions and that is as the spirit wills. You know, he can give you a vision occasionally, you know. And I, I underline that word occasionally. Um, we're not supposed to live by seeing visions every day, then you're no longer living by faith. What does it mean to live by faith? Is to live seeing the invisible. In other words, what God has, the reality of what God has said in his word, now shines into your mind by the light of the life of God. You know, the, the power of the light of God. And, and, and in your mind, is real. So the Bible says, Moses saw him endured as seeing him that is invisible he couldn't see him physically but in his mind he could see him and that's what the bible means when it says we should believe to believe is to see in your mind by the light of life uh, the spiritual reality of what you're saying even though you're not seeing it physically you're not seeing a picture it's not a vision per se it's a it's, it's an enlightenment, it's a revelation. That's, that's actually the best word for it. That's why Paul prayed that God will give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You, can't, you cannot walk in faith without revelation. I like one of Kenneth um, uh, David Ingle's songs. We sung it recently. I'm taking it back. He said, the just shall live by faith and revelation. That's really what it is. True faith is revelation. It's you, you, if you don't have revelation, you don't have faith. And revelation comes by light shining to your mind. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Very quickly. Thank you, honey. Only my wife is on my side, but that's okay. Me, my wife, and Jesus, we're a majority. You, you are, all, the rest of you can be on the other side. Don't go on the other side. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. Uh... Chapter 4, verse 6. This is the textbook definition of revelation knowledge. You know, I came to this understanding many years ago. I must give credit and honor to whom honor is due. The first person I heard preach and teach this was Kenneth Copeland. Let's give Brother Copeland a super clap offering. He taught it at that camp meeting in 1980. Kenneth Higgins camp meeting. You know, and he, he, he taught these things, you know. Then it was after he thought I meditated on it. Then I said, this is what revelation knowledge is. For God, I didn't hear you, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined. Everybody say where? In our hearts. Not your spiritual, your mind. It's part of your inner man. You know, but up here in your mind. Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God that is in the face of Jesus Christ. I don't want to go into the face of Jesus Christ and the glory of God. That's not my message for today. But the, the, the important point there is that God will shine into your mind to give you knowledge. 
Now, in that specific uh, context, he's talking about the knowledge of the glory of God. But this knowledge in every area, with the light shining in your mind, gives you knowledge of prosperity. It gives you knowledge of healing. It gives you knowledge of, uh, uh, of deliverance. It gives you knowledge of, of wisdom, knowledge of witty inventions. It's all, it's all comes from God. And so we, we, we need to, so the work of faith is believing, then confessing, you know, then praying in the spirit. All of these works are not works of the flesh. They are works of the spirit. You, and that is why you have to do it them with dunamis. All these works, they're not done. You can't do it in the flesh. It has to be done by the life of God that is then converted to power in your inner man, you know, and then you, it is by the power that is in the inner man you now do these works. And the, this particular work of praying in the spirit is crucial to the operation of faith. Uh, when I first got born again and listened to Kenneth Hagin and all these great men, you know, they taught praying in the spirit and they emphasized it, but they didn't connect it, you know, as much to faith. You know, I remember Kenneth Hagin teaching us from Jude. He said, building up yourself on your most holy faith. He said, when you pray a lot in tongues, it will help your faith. I, you know, he said that. But I've come to see that, you see, after the operation of faith is in steps, you first of all believe through the word of God. You read the word of God, light comes to your mind, you believe. Then you now begin to say it. But saying is not enough because there are evil spirits in the heavenlies that want to contend for your words. In the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 10, Gabriel comes to Daniel and said, a man greatly beloved. He said, watch this. He said, let, let, let's go there. I have to go there. I didn't want to go there, but I, I quickly need to go there. But I won't be long there. 10, I believe it's uh, verse... He said, I am come for thy words. That's the one I want to say. You know. Let me see. Daniel, or is it chapter 9? He said, I ate no pleasant bread. You know, then a certain man, his body like burial, and I was alone in the vision. This, he had a vision. What? 10, 12. Thank you. Exactly. He said, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, that thou didst set thy heart to understand and to chase thyself before thy God. Watch this. Thy words, confession. Thy words were heard and I am come for thy words. Another translation says, I am come because of thy words. So, while confession is critical, it's not sufficient. The fasting and praying was where God generated power through Daniel's spirit or th through Daniel's prayers to overcome. You read that in the rest of the story. Let's go back to uh, Second, Second Thessalonians. You know, he, he now says that, you know, from the very first day, he said, I was saying, but an, an, an evil spirit, the prince of Persia, withstood me. So even though the confession was there, the confession alone couldn't get through. So it was the fasting. That's where praying in tongues comes in. That's the connection. I, yet not I, but the grace of God, which is me, I made, you know, that was not as much emphasized by our faith teachers. They did mention it, you know. But, you see, in the operation of faith, it's not enough just to speak in tongues. You need to pray in the Spirit. Many times you need to add fasting. 
doesn't mean you have to go on a long 21-day fast. But you should fast as a regular habit on a weekly basis. That, you know, increases your spiritual capacity and the power of God that is inside you, uh, that can operate through you, that will now release power that will energize your angels so they can overcome the princes of Persia, the evil spirits that are trying to hinder your angels from bringing the answer into physical manifestation. So praying in the spirit is a work of faith and it has to be done by the power of faith, by the power of God. It's a work, it has, that work of faith has to be done with power. You can't do it in the flesh. We're going to see before I close, you know, we'll use the animation. But look at Colossians chapter 4. Colossians chapter 4. I just want to emphasize on that, you know, word work. Uh, translation says labor, but it means the same thing. Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, I didn't hear you. Who is one of you, a servant of Christ, saluteth you always. Everybody scream always. This praying in tongues is not, it's not, a, one, it's a, not a once in a while thing. Same thing he said in Ephesians. This was a problem. Always, just that's what he did on a daily basis, regularly. You know, always laboring fervently for you. Where? In prayers. He's talking about praying in tongues. Labor is travail. It was travailing for them that Christ be formed in them. You know, that they will grow spiritually. That they may stand in all the... In fact, that's what he says there. That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. You know, it takes, it takes prayer. You know, and it's labor. It's work. Is work and it can only be done properly with power. That's why many Christians do not pray fervently, even when they do pray, and they don't pray in sufficiently long in the spirit to get a what a, we, we, the true definition of breakthrough. A breakthrough happens when you release power in sufficient measure through groanings. And, and praying in tongues and, and, and travail with all kinds of prayer, you release enough power into the air that your angels can now, because the angels have power, they have their own power. But the power that is used in the earth has to be the power generated by the spirits of men. They don't just use, so they will now take the power you generate, you know, to overcome the power of the devil and break through into this realm. That's the true meaning of breakthrough. Of course, it manifests as breakthrough in healing, breakthrough in prosperity, breakthrough in prayer, and all of that. But that's, that's, that's what happens in the realm of the spirit. The angels are able to break through the satanic opposition of the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. But it comes through prayer in the spirit with power. You know? And you see this again in Ephesians chapter 6. I won't turn there. I'll just say it in passing. You know, verse 17 and 18. Very interesting the way Paul writes it. He says, you know, he talked about all the all armor of God, which are all defensive. You know, breastplate of righteousness, you know, uh, the shield of faith, you know, the, the helmet of salvation. All those, you know, is actually the fruit of the spirit because the armor of God and God is love, you know. Then he now gives an offensive weapon. He said, and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always. You know, you, you, you look at the connection. You can't pray effectively in the spirit if you did not take the sword the sword is the word the word does two things it gives you one a legal basis for your prayer so that god can answer the prayer because god cannot do anything 
outside his word. Then number two, the word is the, is, is the avenue through which you get the life of God. The Bible says, having these promises, dearly, but let us you cleanse ourselves from all filthiness, perfect in the sight of God. The same promises, he says, God has given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this you might be partakers of the divine nature. You need, so that's why you need the sword. The sword does those two things. It gives you a legal basis for your prayer. Then on the other hand, and in addition rather, it also makes available the life of God into your spirit. In, in great measure. It is with that you can now pray in the spirit. So praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit is a consequence of using the sword of the spirit. That connection has not been emphasized. So a lot of people just, they take these things in isolation. You know, oh, you just, you, you know, you need to take the sword of the spirit, that Jesus used the sword of the spirit in, in the temptation, in the wilderness. It is written, it is written, it is written. It's correct. I'm not knocking that, you know. But there's, there's prayer. They have been fasting for 40 days. Power. Dunamis was there. So when Satan brought the temptation and he said, get thee behind me. It is written, thou shalt worship the man shall not live by bread alone. All, it was all at the thought level. All those thoughts were backed with power. They weren't, they weren't just wishful thinking. And then you try and do the same thing, but you don't, you don't have the power behind it. That's why prayer is so crucial. Is is one of the is all of everything is important. Something I discovered about this system, you know, that's why the Bible says the invisible things of God they're clearly seen, being understood by things that are made. You know, it's a system. God designed it. That's why Paul, even though they didn't have the knowledge of science at that time, but he wrote it in a scientific way. He said, "For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death." It's a, it's a law. It's a, it's a spiritual law, just like we have physical laws. And then to, 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 to operate a physical law, you have to understand the underlying principles and all the different parts of its operation for it to be effective. You're driving a car. A car has many features. I just, you know, mentioned three in this analogy. You know, there's the ignition. The ignition is very important because that's what gives a spark to the petroleum uh, motor spirit. If it's, a, if it's a petroleum car, you know, if it's an electrical car, same thing, you know, yeah, starts the um, 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 generation of electricity through the cell because we now have electric vehicles, you know. But you still, you need the ignition. If you don't put the ignition on, you don't start the system. But the ignition alone will not drive the car. You need the ignition. Then you also need the gear system. It is the gear system that takes the, um, the, 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 the movement of the pistons, you know, or the torque, you know, that, that is generated by the, uh, by, by the electrical batteries to apply to the wheels. Then the wheels will start rolling. Now, if, if, if you have an excellent ignition system, but your gear system is not in operation. The car will not move. For electrical vehicles now, because we have electrical vehicles now, if you have the batteries, but you don't charge them, 
and they've lost charge, the car will not move. For the petrol engine, if you have, a, you have a perfect engine, but there's no petrol inside the tank, the car will not move. So I need the ignition, I need the fuel, and I need the gear system, and also the steering wheel. That is when, you, it's when everything is operating in harmony, in synergy, that the car moves. So is your prayer life. There's a place for confession. It's like ignition. There's a place for believing. There's a place for praying in the spirit. And then there's a fourth one which I'm going to talk about now. Corresponding physical actions. I put this at the end because that's where it belongs. See, many people, they try and act in faith, but they're acting presumptuously. Observe, it is the work of faith with power. So even my corresponding actions have to be backed by the power of God. How? It, it, the, my corresponding actions, I wrote it down here, as led by the Spirit is a consequence. Everybody say it after me. Your corresponding physical actions of faith must be as led by the Spirit a consequence of your praying in the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit causes all things to work together for your good. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you, and God bless you.